Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Wow. Welcome to the Born Japan podcast, probably the best way of learning about life in Japan without actually being in Japan. I'm your host, Chris Broad, and we're joined by a top London radio DJ and football super duper nutcase obsessed man. And he's in his element this week, Pete Donaldson. Pete, how you doing? I'm all World Cup out to be honest Chris I thought I was well, I was really enjoying are. the first round of games I watched every single last one of them and now uh, I realise that uh, much like a beleaguered defence uh, I've watched <laughs> too much football and I think I've overdosed <laughs> I bet you know it, I feel bad but I I mean I don't really like football that much I do like watching it with friends but yeah I haven't actually seen a single game no. while I've been here um, I've just sort of I've heard it like the other night I was in uh, Shibuya walking through the streets when the Japan game was on yeah. and I knew every time Japan scored because you could hear <laughs> the whole of like Tokyo just go Rah! oh fantastic Pretty crazy oh, well, that's, that, like, that, uh, it's like being there in spirit that's but, nice because um, yeah, I guess like Shibuya and uh, you know Tokyo as a whole is so built up I guess you can't escape the sound, because when I think Mexico scored their goals, it registered on the Richter scale or something. It re- registered as like an earthquake. Um, and we'll hear more about that a little, little, little bit later on, I imagine, because you've had a bit of a stinking one. I have, yeah. Um, yeah, so last week or the other day, I was filming in uh, Takayama, which is a city in Gifu Prefecture in the Japanese Alps. Okay. I was actually doing a video about Pachinko. Um, I've always wanted to film Pachinko, this kind of <laughs> Japanese obsession, right? You know what it is. It's it's uh, basically a room full of the noisiest machines you've ever seen in your life, and you'll notice that it's 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 like a um, like a gambling machine. It's like a like a like a bagatelle or a or a uh, pinball machine, but it's mm. just a way of making cash and gambling. But I didn't notice that a lot of the people use the little balls to put them in their ears to block out the flipping <laughs> noise that comes out of those machines. It's obscene. It is. You usually hear it before you see it, don't you? When you walk oh, down the street, you just hear man. like a million ball bearings being so launched So loud. So loud. Yeah. I mean, I, the thing is, I, I don't think a lot of people know what it is if you live mm. outside Japan or you've never been to Japan. I didn't know what it was until my first day in Tokyo Yeah. when I was like stumbling through Shinjuku and I accidentally walked into a pachinko parlour and I was so out of it. I was jet-lagged, I was shattered, I was hot. And then to go into a pachinko parlour, which is comprised of 90% smoke and cigarettes, and just ear-shattering noise of ball bearings and a million machines all going at once, it was so intense. Oh. Like, 
I still remember it clearly, clear as day now. Like it was, it was terrifying. <laughs> but I've always wanted to film in there. But you've got like the noise to deal with, right? Yeah, which is always a problem. And uh, <laughs> because it's because it's gambling, they're basically like casinos, so it's very difficult to film in there. Yeah, but we actually got permission to film in this one in Takayama, uh, so that's why we headed all the way down there. But while we were there. There was uh, an earthquake down in Kansai, about must be about fifty to sixty miles away from Gifu, um, mm. and it was the biggest earthquake they've had in Osaka in I, th- I think two decades since mm. nineteen ninety five, since the super earthquake that killed six thousand people in Kobe. Uh, so it was a pretty big deal. Uh, mm. Only I think four people were killed in it, and I think three hundred were injured. Obviously, Japan's got a lot better now at dealing with earthquakes, but it yeah. woke me up. Uh, and I, I was really disorientated. It happened at like 8 a.m. It's up there, like earthquakes and North Korean missiles. They, they're very good at ruining my day. <laughs> I remember waking up 8 a.m. and just being really disorientated. It was the fa- last few seconds of the earthquake. Yeah. And I thought, this is odd. This area in the mountains doesn't typically have earthquakes like this. Mm. So I was really out of it. Um, and I was, I was waiting for Natsuki. Natsuki came a day later than me and the uh, production team. And... Uh, he flew down from Yamagata to Tokyo, got on the, went to the Shinagawa station to get the bullet train, and it was cancelled, and all the trains were delayed by five hours because they had to check the tracks. So poor old Natsuki, while we were like in Gifu, relaxing in the mountains, having a nice day, Natsuki was just standing at Shinagawa station amongst a sea of thousands of people, just really just growing more and more angry yeah. by the minute at not being able to come. Eventually would- he made it. <laughs> Seven hours behind schedule, and yeah. he looked absolute wreck. I've never yeah. seen him look so awful. I imagine he piled through a lot of cigarettes, but to be fair, uh, in every <laughs> Japanese train station, there are enough eating options, so I imagine he uh, piled through a few boxes of uh, omiyagi banana-flavoured candy. <laughs> stuff like yeah, that. I could think of worse, worse places to end up. Although, I think <laughs> he said that uh, he couldn't smoke. I think he got trapped in an area oh, where no. he couldn't smoke, bless him. And without cigarettes, that's, I think that's <laughs> half the reason he looked like crap. When he got to the, uh, when he got to Gifu, when he got to Takayama City, he threw two cans of Asahi beer down his mouth and he became alive Yay. like Popeye, but not spinach, it's alcohol. <laughs> Put some alcohol down Natsuki's mouth and he comes alive. And he was all right, it went according to plan. But yeah, so yeah. whenever there's an earthquake, I get so many messages from people, though, who are like, oh, you're right, you're not dead yet, and... It's like I mean, earthquakes generally aren't that bad. You no. get them so often here. But this this this, it's this, not this, that bad. this one was very very powerful. I mean, I think the I think that Kobe one that killed like you know three hundred people or whatever, where it just ruined Kobe for a bit. Mm. Um, that was like seven. I mean, that was this one was still six point one, wasn't it? And obviously, That's right, um, yeah. obviously, it was a little bit outside of the city of Osaka. But you imagine that if it hit somewhere, the epicenter hit somewhere that was a little bit more built up, there might be uh, there might have been more deaths. But it, as an outsider, and certainly as an outsider who's visited Japan um, a few mm. times, I've never experienced an earthquake. I think the biggest one. Have you not? No, never experienced an earthquake, and it's kind of like I think I might be a little bit more. Um, wound up about it than I thought I would be. It's, it's a, I'd be a bit more. The Earth hates us. I would get a bit. Oh God. <laughs> I mean, there's. I think there's an earthquake museum where you can uh, pretend you're oh, stand on one of those There's like a things, room, yeah. and it, yeah, and it's like shakes and stuff. That's pretty cool. Jeez. That's the next best thing. Yeah. Or just have a couple of have a few beers and then just roll around on your floor, <laughs> which is 
Sorry, I imagine yeah. you'll be doing that a lot, given it's World Cup season anyway, Pete. But, Mate, uh, that, that England... Well, I, at the, at the England-Tunisia um, match, I was wearing my uh, Samurai Blues uh, Japan top, so that's me uh, representing Japan in the middle nice. of the England match, and people were... It's just, it's just quite simply a good shirt. <laughs> and uh, speaking of Samurai Blue, I had some Samurai Blue crisps the other day. Oh! They've completely like branded everything in Samurai Blue, and uh, yeah, I got some Samurai potato chips. Yeah, it's potato a- chips, chips, crisps, potato what chips. Man, what? Have, I don't Sexuous. even know. I don't even know what. Like that's very American, isn't it? I mean, uh, Group H. I know. Group H. I know, you know what? Yeah. My because because like. I think like a ridiculous amount of my viewers are American. Mm. It started to change my vocabulary in <laughs> favour of it. I think thirty percent of my viewers are American, uh, and like twelve yeah. percent's UK. So I've started speaking American English to to cater to the to the audience. Well, that makes that sense, bad? I suppose. I mean, I think um, in the future, give it another twenty years, we'll all have settled on using uh, one or instead of an own and an own you when we use the word <laughs> colour and stuff like that. Dark day for the English language. But um, going back to the World Cup, did you hear about, I mean, you probably heard about it, what happened after Japan won? Uh, after Japan won? Because it was, cause it was, uh, it was uh, Japan, uh, Colombia. Colombia were expected to um, absolutely trounce Japan because Japan don't have yeah. a great side. They're, uh, they're, they're quick, as the um, Japanese historically have been, but they're, they're getting on a bit now. Uh, and they're a little bit disjointed, mm. and, and they just don't look like the force that that that, um, that they have been in the past. Um, and so I didn't see this win coming, to be honest. But it, it's incredible that it happened, and uh, obviously helped by the fact that Colombia had a man sent off rather early on in the match. Uh, but they managed to Did, see, yeah, it, see it through. Colombia's didn't Colombia's best player not take part in the match as well? Yeah, they they, they had they had uh, injuries, and also um, they. Uh, they obviously uh, had a man sent off very early on as well. They also had uh, um, a character uh, on the field called Carlos Baca, which uh, was obviously quite difficult for Japanese uh, for a Japanese commentators. To, they used to, I think they just I think they just uh, called him by his number rather than Carlos Idiot, <laughs> which is quite funny. And, 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 and also the way that people say Carlos in Japan is kind of Kurosu, so a colossal idiot, Carlos. which even kind of works. It's even worse, I think. Carlos oh, yeah, the idiot. Yeah. Carlos the idiot, like Carlos the jackal. Uh, yeah, I mean, when, when when so when they won, it was everywhere. Like, they wouldn't, yeah. maybe wouldn't, everybody would wouldn't stop talking about it. Uh, and then what came out on the news was that after the match, such was their elation at winning the game, the uh, the audience, all the Japanese people that had flown out there to Russia to watch it, started cleaning up the stadium, picking up rubbish. Yeah, uh, which. <laughs> Is a bit difficult to understand or comprehend if you're from the UK or just any country in the West in general, I think. Um, yeah, they all started picking up the trash. And uh, Senegal, Senegal, I can't know, is that how you pronounce it? Senegal? Senegal, Senegal, Senegal. Senegal, yeah. Senegal. Senegal. After, they, after their match, they, did they play Poland? Yes, they did. They did, yes, they yeah. played Poland 2-1. They, uh, they decided to do it as well. They yeah. followed in Japan's footsteps. They were inspired <laughs> and touched by Japan's rubbish picking up skills and uh, yeah they decided doing it maybe it's because they're aren't they playing japan in a few weeks or, uh or yes the, ne- the next match is japan senegal indeed yeah it's it's one of the situations where uh, japan actually did, picked up their litter um last time they were in a in an international tournament in uh 2000 what year is it today 2014 i think they, they they picked up their rubbish then and they were quite famous for, for doing it that time so uh, they got. They've it's just. They've, they've set a precedent now. They've got to tidy up themselves. That's that's just the. That's just the way it is. 
If only the earth, they're doing. if only the earthquakes had had quite so much politeness in them, <laughs> making a bloody I mean, mess. It's, it's it's clearly one big like publicity stunt. They know what they're doing. They know they're going to be in the global media if they pick up some rubbish. They might as well do it, you know. So I don't know. I'm sure it's not all completely altruistic. There's to be fair, to be fair, if you walk there going if, on. if you walk through Yogi Park or indeed any park, public park in Japan, you walk around going, "Where is the?" cans where's the cans where's the bits of cardboard? where is where's the can where's the food packets <laughs> where's all the where's all the filth that you see in every other park every uh, other place in the world so yeah it's uh, it's very interesting where is the cans where oh, are the yeah. cans <laughs> i thought i'd throw some vocabulary this week speed of vocabulary that relates to earthquakes and rubbish yes okay given. <laughs> they're the two defining news stories of the week Mm. As far as I'm concerned. Um, so, speed of vocabulary. First word, earthquake. What's that in Japanese? I have not got a clue. I don't know what earthquake is. I, uh, I know what football is, but I don't know what earthquake is. Of course is. No. you do. Uh, no, I don't know. Uh, it's uh, jishin. 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 Jishin des. Like, uh, yeah, so like... When there is an earthquake going on, uh, sometimes it hasn't happened in a long time. Your phone will vibrate and go mental. Yeah, uh, used to like the first time I experienced an earthquake, my phone lit up and went jishin des, jishin des. And at that point, I didn't know what jishin meant, and I was like, "Shit, there's a there's, a, there's really a magician scared. here. There's a magician, magician coming des." Yeah, <laughs> burst out the cupboard. <laughs> Albus Dumbledore. Um, yeah, just jishin. The thing is, jishin's like four different words in Japanese, but right. you'll know. When it's the right one. Right. Um, yeah. It also <laughs> means confidence. Jishin confidence. Means confidence. Ah, so earth yeah, quaking confidence, so to speak. Jishin, Jishin I quite like that. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, that, th- those kind of alerts, I think we've spoken about this before, but you occasionally, mm. the only time I've ever had one was in New York where it was torrential rain and um, as we were heading in the Uber towards um, JFK Airport, it, uh, it, my phone flashed up with a, a flood warning on one of the roads and I was thinking, oh, that's interesting because that, you just don't see them uh, over here. I believe your television mm. switch on as well. Your, your televisions can switch on all by themselves if they're on standby. See, I, I still... This is a weird thing, you know, North Korean like video. Mm. So I woke up, sirens going off, my phone went off, yeah. and then I went back to sleep, and then the TV was on. Mm. I still don't know how the TV came on, because that, I, don't, I swear that's not a thing that actually happened. Oh, right. I don't even think that's like, when I, when I reported that in the video, everyone was surprised, including yeah. people in Japan, right? Because yeah. nobody had ever heard of it. I'd never heard of it. I think I, I just I rolled thought on I the might, remote. Maybe I was just going mental. <laughs> did you right, roll on? I switched did, it on myself. Yeah. Did you roll on the remote? <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought I might have just like gone rolled over, <laughs> but it looked like the remote was. I think yeah, the remote was like meters away on the desk. Yeah. So it's either a <laughs> ghost weird. who likes to switch on the TV, or there genuinely was some sort of emergency system stuck in it. Yeah. I do think there must have been one though. I do think there was one. But that was the creepiest thing of all. What was scarier than the missile? Because you weren't, you weren't just a TV randomly come on. You weren't in a hotel, were you? I was, yeah. Oh I well, was. maybe because hotel. When you come into a mm. hotel, they've got an automatic system that like switches on when you you know when when you enter to sort of go, oh hello, Mister Donaldson, welcome to your stay or whatever. They've they've got a bit more control. Yeah, yeah. They're always they're always connected to an Ethernet cable somewhere. So maybe that maybe uh, that was the inter inter hotel. Intercontinental ballistic missile <laughs> surprise. ICBM TV warning system. Yeah, exactly. Definitely. Standard with every business hotel. <laughs> yeah, that was a funny old day. 
yeah. it was such a weird day uh, being out there in the middle of nowhere. I was about. I thought the scariest thing that was going to happen that day mm. was trekking through this rain. Like it's like a not a rainforest, but there's this giant wooded area that's massive. It's yeah. UNESCO protected area over a mountain range, and we trekked up these waterfalls and rivers like waist deep in water, and. Uh, yeah, we nearly came across a few bears. There's lots of bears. You have to, oh. when you're coming up to a corner, you have to clap like that to warn oh, so the, the bears, bears go that away. you're coming. Oh, yeah. Well, the be- yeah, the bears get alerted to your presence, so they they just go away. Um, oh, they're not startled if you turn the corner and, and they're, they're just done. sort of sitting there eating <laughs> a picnic basket, or whatever bears eat. I hear that uh, Japanese bears, uh, after they've eaten the picnic basket, they uh, tidy up their rubbish, <laughs> um, <laughs> clear, it, clear it away. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> terrified stuff. On the subject of rubbish, though, oh. vocabulary. Uh, going back to it, do you know what rubbish is? I do know what rubbish is. Gummy. 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 How do you know that? Uh, it sounds like gummy bears. Uh, yeah, kind of. Um, how did I remember that one? Gummy, gummy, gummy. Um, it's because I couldn't remember the word for uh, umbrella, but I could remember the uh, word for uh, rubbish and rubbish bin. So at least I know that one. <laughs> I can't. I can't get myself an umbrella, but I can sure so put stuff in a bin. <laughs> that's ruined the third vocabulary, then, isn't it? Which kind is dustbin or rubbish bin or yeah. trash can. Yeah, got me back on. Got me back on. Got me back on. Got me back on. You that's got my right. back, bro. Uh, <laughs> back on means box in general, right? Mm. So got me, got me back on. Rubbish, rubbish bin. Ah. Easy sorted. Shame there's an absence of rubbish bins around. Again, I was walking through. Uh, where, where where was it? Shibuya yeah. again the other night. Yeah. Whilst everyone was cheering on the football game, I was rummaging through the streets of Shibuya looking for a bloody bin, and there just isn't enough bins in Japan. I hate it. No. I I'm told that uh, it's apparently it's because of the sarin gas attacks. Yeah. In the 1990s. If you they... if, if if you sort of go through and 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 when I came back from Japan, I was like that was one of the things I did uh, notice because. A lot of Japanese yes. food is over-packaged at the best of times. So like, when you come out and you've you know, bought an egg or some chicken or something, you need a bin to put stuff in, uh, and that's wonderfully alliterative sort of rhyming. Um, and, yeah, you, you, you kind of look for a bin, and they're just, they're, they're just not around. And, yeah, apparently it is because of the ricin attack. But then it was a, a defining moment for Tokyo, and it was a defining moment for Japan as a whole. Well, yeah, they don't. They don't yeah, have a lot. Of, they, uh, they certainly don't have a lot of homegrown terrorism. They, they don't have a lot of terrorism, but um, it's quite a still, um, you know, still country, really. Um, you know, mm. uh, earthquakes accepted. The actual, yeah, the so actual death rate, the actual kind of death rate of of that particular attack wasn't gigantic, and most of the people who died were people, or most of the people who got quite sick were the people who were cleaning up. The bags that they pierced and stuff like that, because mm-hmm. they because they they delivered the sarin gas with a um, with, with bags and uh, and umbrellas with sharp um, ends, so they could just stab the bags That's and then right. leave. Um, but the, I can't remember how many people died. But it, it, modern terrorism, you know, the, the, the stuff that we see almost um, every few months in uh, mainland Europe, or, or, or certainly mm. in, in London and Manchester recently, like. It's not up there, uh, and to change the entire way of doing things for a body count that wasn't that high shows how quiet and peaceful Japan is, and how um, small things mm. can really upset uh, uh, upset the apple cart. I think. Yeah, I mean, it shocked. I think it shocked everyone. Yeah, to be honest. When was it? Nineteen ninety-five. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 
I w- used to go to my mate's house uh, in Wood Green, I think, uh, and mm. I believe a couple of couple of doors down from where he lived, there were these guys trying to do something with uh, something to do with uh, racing and stuff. Like it's around. It's uh, it's an it's one of the easier things to get hold of, but it's just really hard to get any kind of um, to get any kind of penetration. And 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 it was it was a real. Um, I'm not going to say achievement, but yeah, they, I mean it's it's incredible um, that they managed to. You get... seem to know an awful lot about sarin gas. Actually, you know what? I'm confusing racing with sarin. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, so sarin. You're wrong in the first place. <laughs> Never mind. Either way, sarin racing. Let's call the whole thing off. Put it in the bin. Yes. <laughs> what a, I, it's it's one of those things. I mean, that's I think it's the only major terrorist attack Japan's seen mm. in well in in my memory. It's the it's the deadliest it's the deadliest terrorist incident. I think they they managed to kill twelve people, but it's the um, the only group in Japan who've uh, utilised chemical weapons. I think certainly. Incredible, and they really. were some sort of cult. Uh, yeah. I think based in the I think they were in the Japanese Alps actually. Mm. Um, yeah, there was some sort of cult that believed in the end of the world, and Sh- I don't Al- really understand their motives. But Shinrikyo, I think that- the name was. Sh- Shinrikyo? Shinrikyo? Yes. Something yeah, yeah. Shin- Shinrikyo. Hmm. Google it. If you're listening Google to more, it's, sarin gas attacks Tokyo. It's a fascinating uh, story. Yeah, it's quite a weird thing. You, you, if, yeah, it's quite a hell of an event. Hmm. <laughs> That's the crap summary for it. It was one hell of an event. No, it was it, it a hell of a ride. Forever. Less bins. Less bins everywhere now. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Bastards. <laughs> Bloody bastards. I mean, that's I'm the real crime, bit, isn't every it? Every time. Bins. <laughs> yeah. Can't have bins anymore. Every time you're struggling to look for a bin in Tokyo, it's because those bastards in the 90s that Blim, those, released Those sound, weird yeah. Indian Buddhists <laughs> followers. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewellery. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com weightloss weight loss. That's PlushCare.com weightloss weight loss. 
plushcare.com slash weight loss. Thoroughly wash your manly body. Wow. Um, shall yes. we uh, head on over to Email Town? I love an email, uh, yes. Chris. It's the highlight of my week. Is it now? Well, into the fax machine. The first question. Uh, hey, Chris and Pete. Chris, I know you've talked about weight loss in Japan a lot. Uh, and I had a question about the difficulty of it in Japan. Ah. I've recently lost forty pounds. Well done, hmm. because I realised the Jet Program, the Japan Exchange Teaching Program, said they want you in good physical health. And teaching in Japan is something I really want to do after graduating college. My question is: Is it hard to avoid carbs in Japan? <laughs> carbs are my downfall. Or is it something <laughs> I would just have to deal with? Adam from Orlando. P.S. If either you or Pete are in Orlando, I'll get you into Universal Studios for free. Cheers. Yay! See? I knew this podcast would be a good idea. <laughs> That's exactly how Free I entry to you and you Universal hanging Studios out with Chris Orlando. Rod every week for <laughs> 20 episodes with a sort of <laughs> I can't believe Adam has lost... I mean, well done, Adam, for losing £40. Yeah, I don't, I don't think he really needed to for the no. Jet programme. It's not really a prerequisite. <laughs> I mean, when they say good physical health, they mm. mean at a point where you're not just going to fall over and like die whilst in the middle of teaching students. No. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, that was pretty excessive active, a pretty excessive kind of thing to do, but well done. Um, <laughs> I don't know, Pete, what's your two cents on that? Um, I don't eat a lot of carbs anyway. My main downfall is the sweeties and the booze-booze. Um, so I think if you uh, switch your booze-booze to uh, maybe maybe a slimline gin and tonic or something like that, uh, from, from my perspective. But uh, some people really go hard on the carbs. Some people really... The problem with carbs for me is I just get really sluggish and really sleepy. So I don't eat a lot of pasta. Too, yeah. I don't eat a lot of bread. Um, talking about actually losing weight uh, and uh, in connection to the World Cup, um, Peru were obviously playing mm. in the World Cup for the first time in... 20 years something like that uh, so people were going mm. wild trying to get tickets were, people were selling their houses uh, they were um, spending you know their life oh. savings to go and watch Peru um, well actually losing their first game sadly but you know I, I think they might turn it around against uh, I think they're in France next either way um, yeah Peru were um, in, in a situation where some tickets would go for people uh, would go to people who were either disabled or uh, morbidly mm. obese um, so a couple of people actually decided to put on enough weight to get these discounted <laughs> tickets. To no get these, the only tickets that were available were for disabled people or obese people. Uh, and one man uh, put on a good, uh, a good few uh, kilograms to uh, make weight, so to speak. He said, "I had to do it for my team." <laughs> the opposite of Adam. Yeah, pretty much. One man loses weight for a job, another <laughs> gains it for a football game. Exactly. Brilliant. Fantastic, isn't it? Um, we got an email from uh, Josh. Hello, Josh. Uh, he says, uh, hello, Chris and Pete. My wife are going to Taiwan and Japan at the end of June. And uh, so I recently bought, bought a uh, Like a Magic shirt to rock while I'm exploring. Don't worry, I'm taking other shirts to wear too. <laughs> I like the idea of just <laughs> constantly having to wash that T-shirt or not even. It's very <laughs> humid around about this time for crying out loud. It's, uh, it's very upsetting. a few Like a Magic shirts. Yeah. I encourage all listeners to not buy just one Like a Magic abroad in Japan T-shirt, but several. Several. I think I own two, actually. I alternate between two. Mm-hmm. And the For Fuck's Sake. The um, I uh, I re- that's Go my favourite one because it's all neon and eighties. Uh, I really like it. Uh, some of the things Natsuki has uh, said just sound so catchy to me and always make me smile a, li- a little bit. Uh, so I was wondering if you could put Justice Delicious on something with a heroic design, at least on a mug or a drink tumbler. Uh, I would also love to see I have eccentric power 
on a shirt with perhaps a uh, shadowy mysterious silhouette on it or some flashy design implying mysticism. Think Doctor Strange from the Marvel <laughs> comics. What do you think, Chris and Preet? Pete? I don't know why I'm part of your... <laughs> Preet. Yeah, Preet. <laughs> Gurpreet I'm now Gurpreet uh, yeah Chris and Pete I don't know why I'm part of your marketing strategy now uh, I'm very much not involved in your videos or your t-shirts but uh, look Chris I'll lend a hand I, I, will, I will give it the um, Julius Caesar thumbs up or thumbs down um, but I, I, I you know for a fact uh, my feelings on Justice Delicious I, I do enjoy that very much and uh, I kill customer uh, that's another one I'd quite like to see <laughs> that's your favourite I, yeah. I must admit I did think about I have eccentric power. Yeah. Given that that was like my favourite line from the movie. Or maybe Jesus Christ's dog. And just have like, yes. a, like a silhouette of Jesus. Yes. With a dog. <laughs> it's <laughs> quite hard to... ongoing crisis. It's quite hard to explain yeah. that one, isn't it? Jesus Christ's dog. The fact that Natsuki um, has a concept of a crisis dog when in many ways um, it's not really a thing that we do here in England. So I, I, I didn't realise that the Japanese... Also have crisis dogs, or that it's um, the idea so I ubiquitous. Suspect, I suspect it wasn't so much a crisis, but that he would he he just mispronounced Christ Jesus Christ. Ah, that's right. more likely. Jesus I mean, Christ it could be dog. crisis. Ah, right. I thought it was like you know those dogs that um, you know people just take yeah, yeah, dogs on the flights mean, yeah. and, and go. Oh yeah, no, it's my crisis dog. Uh, I'm, I'm calling it crisis dog. That's not the word. I can forget now. It's it's my um, something dog that makes me feel calm on flights. So these massive big dogs get taken on flights, and it's brilliant. And I'm a I am a recent convert to dogs in the last ten years. Didn't always love a dog, uh, but I knew a couple of people who've got <laughs> dogs, and now I am dog crazy. I think I've spoken about it before. I'm taking this um, a recent convert to dogs. I I just I was scared of them. It? I didn't like them. I was scared of them, and um, uh, probably about five years ago. Uh, six years ago, I really got into dogs in a big way, and now I uh, I follow dogs down the street because they're brilliant. But unfortunately, I'm incredibly a... I'm incredibly uh, allergic to dogs, uh, and I've started taking this um, uh, I- I- immunology thing where I spray dog dander and oh dust mite juice under my tongue. I think we've spoken about this before. Are you allergic? My... You're allergic to cats as well, right? Oh yeah, violently allergic to cats. But I, I ain't literally miss- every I ain't animal you're stuffed. Horses. I'm allowed to hang out with horses. Horses. <laughs> yeah, I'm allergic to everything but horses. So oh I can have a little God. horse. I can have a little Shetland pony in the house, maybe. <laughs> the horse whisperer. Yeah, definitely. The only animal you can communicate with and have a, have a, a friendship with. It doesn't oh, trigger Oh, dear. My word. Uh, do, do you want a final one from Alex? Because uh, it's, it's, it's short and very sweet and it made me giggle. Yes. Before that, just quickly, oh. I realise, while we've been talking, I've, I've just realised, Adam, because of the carb thing, mm. uh, you can avoid rice. Right. Yes. If you go to a sushi restaurant, just get some sashimi, just yes. uh, raw fish, right, without the rice and whatnot. The or my favourite, yakitori, the old uh, skewered meat, mm. because that's just meat on a skewer. I think it's healthy because it's kind of grilled slowly. It's not like oily. So yeah, that's an option. Yeah, but, yeah. Just avoid rice, and that's I, protein, I isn't it? I, if, you, if you're working out, that is that is. If you're a protein monster, that's pretty good for uh, for the old working out. I've heard that because um, um, I do another podcast about wrestling. Um, the wrestling uh, Twitter account we use um, mm. basically uh, follows a lot of wrestlers who um, the second biggest market behind US USA is is, is Japan. Um, they do mm. find it very hard. They find it very easy to um, to eat protein because um, there's a lot of meat. Um, with the yakitori and stuff, and, and, and obviously fish as well. Um, they find it a bit harder to sign up for a gym for a month, though, because admin. <laughs> they love a bit of admin yeah, over yeah. there, don't they? 
Absolutely. I, I mean, I've never, I haven't joined a gym in Japan because of that. I, yeah. I went up to one down, I went to one down the road, looked at the paperwork and was like, I'll just stick to running in a field and <laughs> yeah, sort of put nothing. the paperwork down and walked off. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it, that. the only reason I think you'd really need a gym in Japan is if you were lifting, if you, you know, you needed room to lift stuff. Because, I mean, you can run anywhere really, can't you? Play a bit of football maybe. You heard it here first. Yes, the world is my gym, Pete. Exactly. I pick up logs and work out with a log. <laughs> Punching meat, running into like a really nice Wagyu steak restaurant <laughs> and punch the meat in the freezer. Uh, Alex says, uh, hey guys, uh, loving the pods. We're loving you listening, Alex. Um, I found your American accent yeah. saying, oh my God, he said cow piss on the uh, less podcast hilarious. Uh, Chris, uh, do you want to use an American accent for the rest of the podcast? I mean, we're right I at the end, know, so... <laughs> I, I have to get, I have to warm up for it. It could go horribly wrong. Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> uh, well, thanks for listening, everyone. No, that's too, that's too obvious. Thanks oh, for listening, isn't it? everyone. <laughs> I'm thanks American. <laughs> thanks to everybody who sent in their messages this week. That was so good. I like messages. Send all your messages to Abroad in Japan podcast at gmail.com. We'll be back the same time next week, Wednesday. Uh, but for now, guys, as always, thanks for listening, and uh, yeah, we'll see you. We'll see you next time. Kiss my ass. All right. That was Work good. required. Work well done, required. Chris. Round of applause for Chris. Well done everyone it'll get better every week <laughs> see you later everyone <laughs> have a good week guys see you next wednesday hold up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com 